It's Dr. James, and welcome to The Dr. James Show. I want to thank you for, for making the time to, to be with us today. I know your to-do lists are long and your days are busy, but thank you for uh, tuning in to the show. And like many of you, I'm a lifelong learner, and I love learning about or coming into contact with things that I've never experienced before. And that's what our show is about today. What we're going to feature is brand new for me, and I couldn't wait to, to share it with you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been on social media, say Facebook, and the birthdays for that day pop up? And as you're scanning, you see the picture of a deceased friend or colleague. For me, when that happens, I get sad. I have a moment of reflection, but I get sad and I start to wonder, why hasn't anyone taken this down? Or maybe the family wants it there, I, I don't know. But there's something about taking care of a loved one's belongings, their passwords, just what they used to do when they were around. And again, the theme of our show with our guests will really hone in on that. So before I bring our guest out, I wanna show you a video of the postage and Emily Sizek. Check this out. In September of 2018, I lost both grandmothers and my cousin's 13-month-old. There were things that we didn't think about. How are we gonna get information on their pension or their 401k? Really, you should be focused on unprocessing that loss and celebrating life. I started the postage because I just knew there had to be a better way. The postage is really a platform that allows you to organize your affairs. Whether it's your assets, your passwords, your memories, the postage provides that. We're really excited about where we're starting off, but we've got a long road to go, and, and I'm really excited to help our users change the way they plan for the future. Let's bring out the founder, and the CEO and co-founder of The Postage Inc., Emily Sizek. Emily, how are you today? Welcome to the Dr. James Show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. We have a lot to unpack here, a lot to dive into. I find this to be so compelling, and I, I can't wait to learn more about it. In your video, you share the why behind the postage and even the what, what it is. Can you talk to us a little bit about the how it got started? I mean, I saw the video. You had that tearful, you know, loss, and then the wheels started turning. So how, how did, what was next? What was the next step? How did you go about doing that? Sure. So I ended up having the idea actually on my 29th birthday and 
and was really reflecting because of my background and being able to bring traditionally offline businesses online and, and really discovered there really wasn't a way for people to do this. And, and so started kind of putting together ideas, doing research on if there were any competitors, which there really wasn't at the time and, and mentioned it to my mentor who is a serial entrepreneur. And he said, Emily, uh, why don't you sit down and do write a business plan and put that together and, and then I'll help you kind of get the right team in place, um, put together a pitch deck and, and what have you and then recruit a team and so that's what I did and the week of July 4th, um, 2019 I sat down wrote a 45 page business plan and, and got feedback in August of that year and everybody was like oh this is great this is great and so iterated on that up until January of 2020, when we were ready to start fundraising and, and was able to fundraise, uh, our initial goal was 500K, ended up raising a million within a month. So really saw that this was a needed service that people were interested in. And so that's kind of how it all began and then recruited my team and uh, our beta launched in July of 2020 and our full uh, national product out in October of 2020. And now, uh, just a month ago, our mobile app has gone out. So it, it's been a wild ride, but it's been really exciting and um, a lot of work, but it, it's been really positive. Awesome. Awesome. Just talking to the folks out there, if you have questions, thoughts, ideas, put it in the chat room. We'll bring your voice to the show as well. Emily, uh, was there ever any fear or apprehension in putting this together? fear about bringing it together or fear about when you roll it out to customers, having those conversations with people who may not want to go there just yet. I, I know my mother from time to time will pull me and my brother to the side to talk about getting ready for when she's not here. And I'm like, oh, mom, I don't want to talk about that stuff. Was there ever any fear or apprehension? Yeah, I think the biggest fear was when we rolled it out to really get it because it is a new product so that people understand the tool and how it's truly helping them. There is a thing called mortality salience, which basically is what you're referencing, where people feel really uncomfortable about facing their mortality. But once they work through it and actually go through those steps, they actually feel a lot better and end up being more present in their lives. And so that was something I had fear, like, was that going to happen or not? But what we've seen since we've launched is really people taking charges of their future and working through that so that they're able to live for today and be really present. Is there an approach or do you have a script that you use when you're having these conversations to get people out of that place? So actually, I actually start every team meeting with a deck called the death deck. It's actually a game that pulls out questions about people's mortalities. And so that was something we do internally so that we answer these questions, put our, our you know, our, put ourselves in our customers' shoes and understand what they're going through so that then our website and mobile app and experiences that we ask them questions really allow us to understand what people are feeling and, and use that as a processed approach to, to get through to, to people and make them understand it's okay. You're not going to talk about this and then it's going to happen. It's not, um, you know, people talk about sex and they don't get pregnant. So it's something, it's very similar to that. It is a tough taboo topic, but 
you know, it's not just going to happen. You're not going to jinx yourself. And so working through starting light and then getting um, into the process a little bit more is what has worked really well and what we coach our customers to do. Before we go forward, I want to go a little bit back first. I mean, you appear to be very young and you are a co-founder, you're your CEO, founder of this organization. Have you always had an entrepreneurial spirit? I mean, when, when did this entrepreneurial journey for you start? Was there a tipping point, a turning point, or when did it start? I think I was truly born to lead. I know that sounds super cheesy, but my parents tell me the story today where my kindergarten school psychologist pulled them aside and said, you know, she's going to be really successful, but you're going to have to live with her till then. And, and boy, did they live with me. Till then. I was going to say how, how challenging was it during that time? Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, even in kindergarten, I wanted to teach the class. I wanted to lead. And so it kind of evolved from there. Um, and then as uh, I was 22 in my early 20s, I fell into the startup with great mentors and ended up working for four different businesses of theirs and really evolved and grew in my career throughout that. And knew um, I'm big in vision boards as well. And so on my 25th birthday, I put together a vision board and told myself, I'm going to have an idea by the time I'm 30 and be a CEO by the time I'm 33. But what was really important as well is that it was an idea that actually changed the world and impacted everyone for the better. And so on my 29th birthday, I was on vacation in Mexico and, and had this epiphany, literally an epiphany, and started thinking about it and ended up by my 31st birthday was a full-time CEO. So it um, I was ahead of schedule. So it was really exciting. Um, and not that it's all about the vision board or whatever, but I really feel like if you believe in it, you're going to put your best foot forward and, and good things will come. So CEO, yeah. by the time you were 35. Wow. Amazing. When did you fall in love with vision boards? Because I do. I, I do one every year. When, was it a class? Was it a mentor? When was the vision board concept introduced to you? And do you still use it? Yeah. So actually, I was the mentor. I was a big sister in Big Brothers Big Sisters and had this great 12-year-old girl who believed in gratitude rocks and, and read The Secret and told me about a vision board. So as one of our activities, we did that together. And now each year I keep iterating on it and building on it. And we also do, I also do thankful lists. So every week or every other week, I do a 50 item list of what I'm grateful for. Some of them are things that I want to happen. Some of the things are um, things that have happened. And it really puts me in a place of gratitude that then helps me carry forward a better, a better headspace for when things get stressful and, and um, dealing with the business and, and what have you. Let's, let's stay with that headspace and that place of gratitude. You guys decided to launch the postage or to build this business during a pandemic, what was that like? Gosh, it, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> yeah, it was um, not what I expected, but in both a way that is positive and negative. There is always mm -hmm. silver lining, but we were able to 
build something and fortunately be able to close the fundraising piece so that then we could build, bring on a team. And so the challenges we faced with bringing people in the office and, and what they were dealing with, but also thinking about, okay, our product is coming out at a time where death is more top of mind and people are talking about it. And so how did we, you know, support people through that, but also provide them benefits that they can use to, to get through this and to communicate with their loved ones, because it is a difficult conversation. And so if we can put that process to it, they're able to really get through it easier. And we wanted to be that trusted, trusted advisor. And so while there were a lot of challenges to it, um, I think we really have come together as a team and, and saw the opportunity of, for how we could help people, especially at this heightened point in time where people are thinking about it and discussing it more. And so we knew um, it was the right time. It was where it was really hard. It was the right time for us um, to make a difference and really change the way people plan for the future. Um, it, it sounds like your mission superseded the challenges you faced. How was it with the team coming together during the pandemic? I mean, I'm sure you had meetings remotely and at some point you decided to mask it up perhaps and meet in person. I don't know, I'm, I'm speculating, but what was it like bringing the team together to work on this mission? Yeah, so we actually have worked in person full time since throughout the pandemic because dealing with business and technology and figuring out uh, the answers to some of our problems and how we wanted to deal with them, it's really important to have that direct communication. And so all of our desks are six feet apart. We've been masking up since the beginning. And now I'm really excited that my whole team is vaccinated. So that is really exciting too. So we can start hiring more and growing, but that was an added challenge when we were looking for talent in, okay, because of where we're at and our mission right now, we, have to make this work in person because the brainstorming, the whiteboarding, all of that yeah. really to be effective had to happen. You know, there's Slack and Zoom, which is great, but that those side conversations that drive new ideas and innovation are what makes a startup really special. And so that was part of um, something I really wanted people to do and be a part of. And, and that's fortunately, I, I found a team that was comfortable with that we respect each other and if we didn't feel great then we would stay home and um, we dealt with it as best as we could this is awesome I mean this is awesome stuff I can't wait to keep going there's a question in the chat room and after I ask the question I want to show uh, a couple pictures of it for people to see um, the question is can you describe the features of your app what does it entail? What does it do? Bring that app to life. Sure. Are you going to show the pictures? Yeah. So what our app it's, does, yeah. so what? Um, so it really is a way to bring your life and a digital solution that makes end of life planning easy, but also life planning. So this is a screenshot of our mobile app, which our mobile app really allows you to have a state and life planning on the go. Whether it's you're getting your insurance policy in the mail and you wanna take a picture of it so you don't have to store it somewhere that your loved ones can't find when they need it most, or you're at you know, your aunt's 
for Thanksgiving and she's making that family recipe where it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you're able to actually capture videos, pictures, as easy as you would post on social media, you can do that with our mobile app. And then we also have a desktop and um, web app version as well that can go through everything from um, your will and estate planning, uh, after death messages. So if there's certain instructions or even uh, sweet memories that you want to leave for your loved ones, so they're reminded of the positive light that you bring even after you're gone, you're able to do that. You also, also can plan your funeral and share all of this information, whether it's now or later. So if there's certain documents or family photos that you don't necessarily want out there publicly, you can share privately with your family either now or tomorrow um, once you've passed. And so it really is a, a curated Dropbox where we organize everything for you mm -hmm. and walk you through steps. And you don't just have to share it today, you can share it tomorrow as well. It's powerful stuff, powerful stuff. Emily, why, why aren't we doing this? As a people, as a society, I mean, this seems so, as what I say, common thoughts, but not common practices where we're very reactive, waiting to the last second. Why do you think that exists? I mean, it has to go back to mortality salience and how folks think about their mortality. And I think over the last hundred years, as technology and healthcare has gotten stronger, we view death as a weakness, not a fact of life. And so bringing that back and changing the conversation where it's not just this industry that um, there's one kind of funeral and there's one kind of celebration versus, you know, everybody has different preferences. Everyone has different um, backgrounds and, and no matter who you are, you deserve to be celebrated the way you want to. And I think that's been hard to face. One, it's not a weakness, it's a fact. And two, you know, just because a certain group of people have said we do it this way and this is how we do it doesn't mean that has to be how we move forward and do it and everybody has different preferences around that and so why not bring that to light in a way that that's helpful for all people no matter who they are where they are socioeconomic backgrounds and and what have you and so that's what we do and we use another question in the chat room it says how can i sign up and is it free Sure. So the posted, it's thepostage.com and you can sign up and the initial, um, you get to try all of our features for free. Um, there is a subscription once you get to a certain level. So it's at premium model where you're able to, once you have a lot of documents in there and what have you, it works a lot like um, other pricing around subscription models. So, but you can try everything for free right now. And it's just thepostage.com. Emily, what, what went into determining the services you were going to provide or the will, the passwords, all the different areas that you help people with, with what went into developing and choosing which services you were going to provide? Well, we wanted something that was all-encompassing where all plans could be in one place. Today, when people don't plan, it can take up to 560 hours to basically do a scavenger hunt and find all of this information. That's three months of full-time work. And so if we could effectively bring passwords, documents, 
um, funeral plans and all of that in one place where it could never get lost. It could never get, you know, destroyed in a storm or, or what have you, or, or, you know, your, my parents say, Hey, my, our will is in the safety deposit box, but then I forget the bank name. Like that's a normal, natural thing. And so if we had a way to store that effectively and then share those things easily, it would just make that process after life so much easier. And, and also for today for organization, because I know I have couples friends who one of them pays the bills and one of them doesn't. And if something happened, they wouldn't have that information if they needed to pay the mortgage or call the housekeeper or, you know, every utility bills even. Um, and so it just brings that together just in case anything happens, you have all that information in one place. Can you uh, walk us through or talk us through a situation that turned out extremely well? I guess a satisfied customer. They came to you, you took them through the procedures, the services, and afterwards they were like, thank you very much. I now feel extremely equipped and ready in case something unforeseen happens. Do you have an example of a, I guess, a case study? Sure. So one of our partners, um, while we are B2C, we do have business to business relationships with a group called Creative Solutions and Healthcare, and they own 92 assisted living facilities. And there's been, um, there was one particular family that, and all their families get access to this as part of the value add with Creative Solutions and their locations. But as families come in and don't know where things are. They're right at the point where they have to figure out, okay, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to organize these things? And you, that's really the point where you have to have these conversations because it is getting, um, you know, it is eminent that somebody may be passing. And so we had, a, I mean, a particular family that ended up organizing all of their affairs and talked about it. And it, it, they brought back to light in the uh, facility place said, oh, the postage made it so easy for us mm. to have these conversations. We've been dreading these conversations. We were able to have them. And my mom got really excited and was able to write messages and memories to us during, you know, during COVID and when we weren't able to see her. So she was able to store and, and share that information. And, and really it's, age-friendly and user-friendly. So our first paid customer was actually 92 years old. And so we make it for both the, the families and, and um, kind of the aging uh, kind of consumer. And so it's really easy to use for both, for everybody. You said your first paid customer was 92. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with that in mind from the 92 year old person, who do you market to? And, and how do you market the postage? Because prior to meeting you, I hadn't heard about it. And then when we met and you told me about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. So who do you market to and, and how do you guys market? Sure. So our core target market is really Generation X. So they are in their 40s. They have really? aging parents. And then they have... Um, kids, assets, and what have you, followed by the baby boomers. And, and why we focus on Generation X is because they're most digitally savvy. They're seeing, they're hearing and seeing horror stories from their friends and family about losing a loved one. And they can go to their parents and say, hey, we need to have this conversation. 
let's 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 have this. And so we've saw them as kind of our primary market and then baby boomers as our secondary market. Since we started marketing out there though, we've seen that women 55 plus actually are the most um, excited and, and really excited about the way that we can store memories, that they can share um, recipes and, and other documents that are important to them. And then they go to their husbands, hey, we should add all this other information in here. And so, so it, it comes off as not just an end of life tool, but a family legacy tool where they can add all that information in there and really never have to worry about that family base that there's history goes into. They can actually even capture the story about, oh, my great, great aunt, you know, came over on whatever. And, and that's just an example of, of the things that they can do. And so marketing thus far has really been uh, we're, we're based in Texas so far. And so our initial marketing trials have been really Texas focused. So we are actually, um, fundraising right now so that we can expand nationally. Our services are national though. So you can, you can go to the postage.com and sign up. Um, but it's primarily on digital. Um, so social media, pay-per-click and, um, through partnerships like creative solutions. And what I heard you saying is right now, it seems like women age 50, 55 are taking most advantage of this. Why do you think that's the case? Are, are we guys just lazy watching the game or <laughs> why do you think women are taking advantage of it more? I think it's truly they, while men typically handle insurance like products. So when we have keywords such as insurance, document storage and what have you, men usually are attracted to those ads. On the advertising that we've had around family and sending messages after death, I think that they want their legacies to be remembered. They want and understand that, you know, while they are getting older, they want their grandchildren and their great grandchildren and their families to remember things that they don't necessarily want to put out there on social media. I think, um, Facebook and, and whatever has, you know, been a great place for us to share our content, but it's not a private place. And so them realizing there and recognizing there's a place for them to do that privately with just their family so that they can get all the pictures of their grandkids that they want um, in one place that I think that's been really attractive to them. And it, it makes it easier to have the conversation with their kids. Yeah. Emily, you mentioned earlier a, what I call a glory story of a story case study where it really worked out well with the postage. Can you think of a, a, a gory story, maybe a friend, a colleague, someone in your life where a loved one passed and they weren't ready? They didn't have yeah. the information. Yeah. So I think as of recently, I think we talked about this before. I had a friend um, who lost her dad to COVID. Um, and he actually was part of our beta and she had told him, please put your information in here. You know, you have diabetes, you have some of these underlying health issues and, and we want to make sure we have everything. So my, my future children know their grandfather. And, and wow. she called me one morning a few months ago and said, I'm on the way to the airport. My father has passed. Do you have any checklist or anything that we can use as a resource to walk through this. And, and I said, absolutely, uh, we have those resources, but 
you know, unfortunately, she's not going to have the extra memories or the videos of her of her dad to share with her future children. And, and so that's really sad. And, and she's even come out and done testimonials for us because she realized at that point how difficult it is and how she wishes so much that her father had, had used um, our services and planned with her and the family. Listen, if you have any questions, thoughts, put them in the chat room. Although Emily and I are having a nice discussion and she's answering my questions, she, she's talking to you to take advantage of this right now, not tomorrow, one day, someday, eventually when you get around to it, because those days aren't on the calendar. What I hear her saying is to take action now. There is a question in the chat room and it says, Emily, what would you say are the three main reasons, three main reasons why everyone should be using the postage? Three sure. main reasons. Three main reasons. One, data continuity. And what that means is you don't want your loved ones to lose out on your stories, on your information, and even the assets that you've accumulated and, and want to share. You don't want them to miss out on that. Two, um, the ease of use. And so you're able to capture everything today. So you're organized today and it makes it easy. It, while it may not be a simple thing, it's easy with all our, of our steps and that's number two. And three, you never know what's going to happen. And so if you face um, your mortality today, you live more present every step of the way. And so doing that, and getting coached through it and having a support and friend that is a trustworthy advisor throughout your life um, allows you to be present and, and enjoy life for what it is today. All right, there's another one. It says, Emily, how are you addressing or how is the postage addressing the security concerns and putting all this private information online? Let's ask it again. How is the postage addressing the security concerns and putting all this private information online? That's a great question. So fortunately, the postage um, has a wonderful chief technology officer who has had five successful exits and he is specialized in security. And so everything that we do from the beginning has been focused on this is really important information and there cannot be um, any way that anyone can ever access this. And so everything is encrypted and we use security best practices, but we've also built and developed it in a way where all of our information and security keys, if any techies are on the line, um, really separates all of customer information in different buckets. So let's say there's a bucket with this piece of data and a bucket with this piece of data and a bucket with this piece of data, they would never be able to tie that data together, even if they were able um, to, to get in in some way. And that isn't um, a, something that we think is ever going to happen, but we have built it that way so that if for whatever reason, one piece of data is accessed, nothing else will be. And everything is also um, in the U.S. So all of our servers and what have you are based here, um, which we feel adds a little bit more security as well. That's good. Emily, I, I speak 
all over the world. I've spoken in 35 uh, countries, um, 45 states, but especially when I speak internationally, I do my research on their social uh, mores, uh, customs, what they do, what they like, what they don't like. Um, what type of um, research was done even for potential customers in the United States, um, demographic studies about what groups of people are more inclined to do this or less inclined or did you guys take that into consideration when you decided to, to put this out there, this amazing product out there? Yes, absolutely. Um, so we did a ton of research, but also from our previous kind of backgrounds and in, in different um, startups where we acquired customers online, we knew typically women make buying decisions for the home. And so we considered that. We considered also, you know, two out of three people don't have an advanced directed today. And so how do we get that behavior and how do we change it? And then we also thought about, oh, well, you know, there is 33% of the population that are super planners. Well, how do we leverage and emulate, emulate what that trigger point is when they decide to buy? And, and what we found is, you know, there's different reasons for different people on what they buy, but it's typically around four triggers. It's they had a life update. So they had a baby they um, got married, any of those things, that triggers them to think about this. They have an aging parent or loved one that is given a diagnosis or has passed away. Them themselves are aging or have been given a diagnosis. And so figuring out the messaging around those trigger points has, has been, we've done a ton of testing around that so that we can understand how we can be supportive in those moments and, and how we can allow them to be empowered to take control of that situation, regardless of which one it is, we, we enable them to do that. And that's what we wanna do is in, empower people to plan for their lives, but also for the future. And to do it now. And to do it now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I have friends who, you know, are my age and they're like, why would I do this? And I was like, well, do you have a house? Do you have a pet? Though, even those questions, letting your loved ones know the answers to those simple questions is helpful because making, putting them in a place where they have to make the decision and then they second guess if they made the right decision later on is not something you want your loved ones to, to deal with. And so doing it now, no matter where you are in life, it is super important. How long of a process is it from start to data accumulation and now it's locked in? Is there, is there a week? Is there uh, a, a day? Is there a timeline for, for getting this to the finish line? So it really depends how organized you are ahead of time, if you have any of this information together or not. But what we do is we actually break it into small chunks for you so that you are able to, okay, let's focus on these three to five things today. And then we send an email a week later here, here are these other things that you can deal with today. So we try to break it up into easy, simple steps. Um, so that you're able to do that. And for example, we're coming out with, this is a sneak peek, a will builder um, in July, and it only is going to take less than 20 minutes to do wow. and build a legal um, binding will. And so we're doing it in ways and steps that makes it really simple for the end user to 
to complete it without um, feeling like it's a really daunting thing. And so whether you do it immediately or you want to answer just a question a week, we gamify it in a way so that you're um, encouraged to keep in adding information. It really, with the mobile app, you can do it from the palm of your hands. So as you create an account at a bank, as you um, capture a memory at your you know, grandkids soccer game or whatever, you're capturing it on the go. And so it doesn't have to be this daunting thing that you sit down at your computer and do. So what I'm hearing is that the individual uh, is working on it on his or her own. Um, how much of a role do you and your team play? Are you on demand? Are you coaches? How much of a role do you play? So we've really built an experience so they can manage it themselves and it's self-service, but we do have chat available. And then with our will um, functionality, we will have estate attorney partners that are a available for quick phone calls with for quick questions. Mm. Do you have, <laughs> I'm thinking of the person who really doesn't want to go there, but then is convinced to do it in part of the way through, they just stop. Uh, they don't want to move any further. Uh, it's creating too many memories or they don't want to forecast failure. Do you guys have a uh, plan for getting them back into yeah. the journey? Yeah, so absolutely. And, and this can be an overwhelming thing. So doing it at the pace that's comfortable for you and starting small and, and building upon it is something that is built in the, into the platform. And so if you type on one page, it, it automatically saves that progress. But we also know, hey, you still have these areas to complete. And so what we'll do is we'll give them space, but also follow up with an email um, and, and push notification if you sign up for that and what have you so that we can remind you, hey, just update this and it's gonna save your loved ones five hours, 10 mm. hours, what have you. And so you're able to calculate how much time you're saving for yourself and your loved ones um, as we coach you through. I'm glad that you used the word calculate because I'm gonna give you an opportunity right now to calculate. <laughs> we have a segment on the show from time to time that we call the hot seat. Okay. And right now, Emily, you are in the hot seat. Let me tell you what's gonna happen. I'm gonna give you a word and I'd like for you to share the first word that comes to your mind. No thinking, no editing, no, let me see whatever word that comes to mind, just say it and I'll give you another one, then another one, then another one. Are you ready for your hot seat experience? Geez, I need to take a sip of water. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. First word, plan. Today. Family. Loved ones, legacy. Will. Protection. Password. Encrypted. Love. Warmth. Aging. Everyone does it. Journey. Your story. Evolution. Part of life. Calendar. Busy. Dying. 
what makes life special. You are off the hot seat. <laughs> Great job. I, I try to share words that the poach is, is connected to to see if we can bring it out even more. You did a phenomenal job. Question in the chat room. Can people in other countries use the postage? Have you guys gone international? Yes, you can get to thepostage.com from any country. We don't have uh, wills necessarily in other countries, but you're able to do that. And uh, actually part of our development team was in South Africa. So there's certain things around address and, and things like that in your profile that you may see um, that also reflect international. Now you, you answered this a little earlier and I, I trust that a lot of people have not gotten to the will because it appears to be a daunting task, but what you're rolling out in July, the will, July, the will builders, you said it can be completed in, in 20 minutes without giving away your secret sauce or your, your trade secrets. What went into your thinking and developing uh, a tool that can help create a will in 20 minutes? So it's really thinking about what's important to most people. And while we're not providing legal advice, we're putting together a document that allows you to make decisions and have a valid will so that you any decision related to your assets, your kids, your executor it is really simple and templatized for you so that you can customize and personalize. And so thinking about that, but also doing it in a way where you don't have to necessarily, well, depending on your state, go to an estate lawyer. Um, you do have to get it signed and, and notarized. That's outside of our platform. But just figuring out the steps that provide the most basic in, you know, coverage for both you, your family, and, and your legacy. And so you're able to do that in a really easy way um, that are really simple questions. I think the same questionnaires you would get with going to an estate lawyer, we kind of put that together and walk you through it so that you can customize it the way you need to um, in a short period. And obviously there's always times where we recommend you reach out to your attorney, but we support you in the initial steps and, and getting that going for you. This is, this is amazing. You guys are doing the darn thing, as they say. And we use another question in the chat room. It says, since we're talking about wills, is there a difference between a living will and the services provided by the postage? So is there a difference between a living will and the services that you and the postage provide? Sure. So a living will is more along the lines of healthcare and the decisions that you have to make if somebody's incapacitated. Uh, wow, I can't say that word right now. Um, and that basically helps you with that scenario, whereas a lot of the things we're doing, while we have a section where you can answer questions around your living will or a DNR, we also have sections for your will and testament and other advanced directives such as trust, guardians. A lot of parents have guardian stuff so that all of their children um, are taken care of in case something happens. And so we have a place for all of that and walk you through it. We do not create uh, living wills on our 
platform. We aren't doing healthcare. I think there are some great providers out there that we plan to partner with that will fill in the kind of living will and, and healthcare piece. Um, but you can always store that information in, in the postage. The next question that's in the chat room really, really appeals to me because I work with clients on a myriad uh, development areas, but one is team building, uh, bringing a team of people together that's you know, either in the same area, perhaps not in the same area, not in the same country, not in the same state, but bringing people together with the common vision. The, the question in the chat room says, how have you built your postage team and what have you learned along the way? So the team, the powerful team you currently have, how was it, how was it constructed? How was it built? And what, sure. would you do, what, what, what did you learn and perhaps what would you do differently if you had a chance to do a do-over? Awesome. Um, so our team is across all ages, all sexes, so we've got a 20 year, we've got a couple people that are in their 20s, a few people in their 30s, all the way up to 50s. And so having different people from different backgrounds, whether it's, you know, ethnicity or religion or what have you, it was really important to me that this represent, this tool represent the population we're trying to serve. And so it's been fantastic seeing the amount of talent um, in Houston and across the, you know, the country that have been really interested in being part of this, whether it's a free internship all the way to um, you know, our CTO or, or what have you, who left another startup and that was doing really well to, to come here. And it's because it is truly going to leave a mark on the world. And I think the biggest lesson I've learned yeah. is, is you know, not everyone is going to get it and be a right fit for a startup. And so as a leader, you can't take that to heart and, and being very transparent in the beginning and, and being transparent about, hey, you know, 78% of venture-backed startups fail. And here we are today, we're going to live just like we want our customers to live. Like today is the day that we're gonna solve the thing for the people. And so we gotta come in each day and work like it's our last one and live like that. And so having a team that's really embraced it. And as we go on, and like I said, we start every team meeting with a question about future and family and legacy with the death deck. It puts everybody in the perspective of we're changing the world. We're doing it today, not just tomorrow. And we all come together with those notions in place to then change, change, you know, not just our lives, but everybody around us for the better. That's awesome, awesome. And not only being the leader, you're a young leader and, and rallying the troops around your vision. Um, how much of you did you share early on about your particular personal core values and your must-dos and, and what has played a role in getting you to this place right now? Because as leaders, we want to create an empowering environment and we want people to do for the team because they want to, not because they have to. So as a young leader, female leader, what did you do? What did you share? How much of your core values did you share to get people to 
wrap their arms around this, this journey. Absolutely. So I'm a big person that believes in vulnerability and transparency. And so from day one, as they do their onboarding deck or even in their, their interviews, I'm very frank about my background and how I ended up here and, and how, you know, while I may have made sacrifices when I was younger, it all led to me being to where I am today. And so I really truly want the team to embrace that and, and wrap around it and have seen such great results. I have a guy on my team who even, you know, when I'm pitching to investors, he's been like, you know, we should do a pinch day so we can try to emulate what you do and how what you must be going through. And, and yes, um, yes. you know, I am very transparent and I think they appreciate and respect that. And it also creates a place where communication is, we all communicate sincerely. It may not always be what we want to hear, but it's a place where we support each other regardless of what that is. And, and tenacity, that's a big thing for me. It is core to who I am. And so bringing in people who feel and work the same to make up for a better tomorrow was, was really important. And so some of those core values are even our company values that are both mine and, and the company and, and communicating sincerely, having tenacity and being compassionate and planning purposely, both in work and for our customers were really important. Yeah, I, I saw your tenacity firsthand the first time we met and we were working on that pitch. I'm like, oh boy, she is on fire. Look out, Emily is coming, Emily is coming. The chat room is blowing up. There is another question there. And this one is very uh, compelling, deep. It says, how do we talk about death with our family? I wanna talk about using this, but it's a tough topic to bring up. Let me repeat. How do we talk about death with our family? I wanna talk about this with my family, but it's a tough topic to bring up. Any thoughts? I think my first thought would be to start small and start with something comfortable. So for an example, let's say you have the mobile app on your phone and it's a family event and you are taking a picture or capturing notes about that family recipe I referenced or, or what have you, and you bring it up and say, hey, mom, dad, whoever, here's this tool where I'm able to capture these memories and these family memories that will live on forever. And it, it'll coach you through making decisions for, for you today, but also for the future. And so if you start small and focus on the memories and the, the legacy and, and things that they probably feel strongly about, I mean, they should feel strongly about and ease them into it, I think that is really the best way to do it. And depending on your style of communication with your family, it's really finding that right thing that's to start small and building it up. Not one conversation is, is alike with different families. You know, they have different styles and, and what have you. So figuring out the way that works well for you, but also starting small with one of the more uh, lighter features that help you then coach into um, the more serious parts of the conversation. And I think having the process in front of you and the steps in front of you really kind of not remove the emotion, but they make it feel more methodical so that you don't have to be stumbling for the words. They don't have to um, necessarily be like, well, where's this coming from? What are you worried about? You know, whatever it's, oh, this tool is just helping us do this for 
both of your benefit and my benefit, mom, dad, or, or whoever it is. During your research, one more question about wills. During your research and, and adapting the will builder uh, and creating the will builder rather, is there a, are there state by state rules regarding wills? Were you guys able to determine if that's the case? Yeah, so there are state by state rules and it's really uh, what makes it valid at the end that it that typically varies. And so what I mean by that in Texas, uh, you can literally have a holographic will, which basically means a handwritten will and have two witnesses. And that is a will in Texas. So Texas is very uh, kind of easier to get in. And that's where our first market will be. Um, granted, we're here too. And, and what you need here is two witness signatures and a notary. And so most of the times that's the steps you need, but some counties and some states require you to file it with your county. And so we'll have resources depending on where you're from and as we roll out markets that are really customized to each state um, for that regulatory piece. And it, it's things we've done before, um, while not in this space, in other businesses for electricity and, and what have you, we had to deal with the PUC. And so while it's a very different thing, we know and have the team to execute on understanding all of those regulatory pieces as we roll this out. That's good. Emily, one of our Dr. James Show family members, former guests, alumni, uh, Bob Weinhold said, thank you, Emily, very impressive leadership and best wishes on a successful launch. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let you know that my creative juices are, are, are really going right now. And I know you launched this last year, this year, the development, the creation. But I'm all and I tell people all the time, stay in the moment, stay in the now. But I'm violating my own principles and rules. Have you guys thought of the postage 2.0, 3.0? And with regard to that book, Chicken Soup for the Soul became Chicken Soup for the Dog Lover Soul, for the Mother Soul. Have you thought about the postage for seniors, the postage for baby boomers, the postage for Gen X, Gen Y? Have you guys given any additional thought to how you can leverage the power of this amazing tool? No, absolutely. I think we're both going to customize through partnerships, whether it's with insurance companies or banks or financial planners that actually use this tool to help their clients not only get an insurance policy, but work towards um, all of these other kind of uh, milestones. But there's also going to be ways that we learn from our customers and continue to grow. And everything from we've, we've thought about a Heirloom marketplace where loved ones who can't decide who gets what heirloom because multiple people want the same things that we actually, you put your names in, you say what you want, and it automatically says, oh, you get this, you get this, and you get this, and anything you guys don't want, we're going to put on a marketplace so you don't have to go through everything and have an estate sale. So we've thought about different ways uh, that we can serve our customers better and, and whether that's even more robust uh, funeral planning or having partners where we can say, hey, we notice you don't have X, Y, and Z. And, and based on what you've told us about you, it would be helpful if you had long-term care insurance or, or what have you, so that we become that trusted advisor and, and really make your life today and tomorrow simpler. Emily, amazing, amazing. I'm gonna show a brief video right now that 
basically summarizes a lot of what we've been talking about thus far, kind of a recap, and then you and I will bring the show to the finish line. Let's take a look. At The Postage, we want to help change the way you plan for the future. Our platform guides you through simple steps to make sure you have full control over your legacy and empowers your loved ones as they manage your afterlife affairs with ease. Signing up for The Postage is simple. Create your profile, organize and store your information in a secure single location, assign delegates, and share your plans with your loved ones. Here's what else you can do with the postage. Store your documents such as your wills, your financial accounts, your medical and insurance docs, and more. Keep all of your passwords and login details in one safe spot. Organize your estate plans. Share your funeral plans. Give clear instructions about your digital legacy. And write personal messages that will be shared after you pass. We've invested in the highest quality cybersecurity measures with our privacy protection guarantee. So everything you upload is safely protected. Change the way you plan for the future. Sign up today. The Postage. That is awesome. 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 Um, Emily, you know I'm a speaker. I speak all the time. I think I came out of the womb running my mouth before I started crying. We do a segment toward the end of the show where we ask our guests to provide a speech or a mini keynote presentation, no more than 30 seconds. I want you to look into the camera and talk to our folks about why now, whether the call to action, whether it's one more, hey guys, let's do this, but look into that camera, Emily Sizek, give us 30 seconds, mini keynote for us to consider going forward. Sure. Death is something that impacts all of us, our loved ones, our legacy, and our futures. So if you want to protect your family and protect your legacy, sign up for the postage today because we make end-of-life planning and life planning simple. And for you, it's you can focus on today and tomorrow. Thank you. Emily, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing an idea, a platform, a tool to our viewership, to our podcast listeners, perhaps something we've never considered or haven't considered recently. And you've made it seem so simple. So thank you for, for joining us. And for you who have joined us, what time is it? It's postage time. What time is it? It's postage time. Please go on the website, take a look at the information that's there and determine what's best for you. Thank you for joining us again. I trust that we were able to give you some more informational and transformational work. You know how I sign off. Guess what? You've just been impacted. We'll see you here next week. Be safe. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.